Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Melissa C., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is August 2nd, 2021. And today we are reading from the Big Book, and we are on page 75, third paragraph, Returning Home We Find, and we'll be reading one paragraph only. Today's readers are um, 12 Steps, Sam S., 12 Traditions, Esther F., readers of the text are Rick J., Leslie W., and Marge O. will be our backup reader. The reference numbers for Sunday, August 1st, 2021, was 17463. That's 174. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Sam F read the 12 steps. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Melissa. Thanks for leading the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, direct amend, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. 
Thank you, Sam S. And I will now ask Esther S. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, Esther. Good morning. Um, the 12 Traditions, number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon O unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our, our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise less problems of money, property, and prestige diverted from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Esther F. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share. But we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. And once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today, we resume our study of the big book. We're on page 75, the third paragraph, returning home we find, and we'll be reading one paragraph only. And now we'll now ask Rick J to begin reading for us. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Melissa. My name is Rick Jay. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. Returning home, we find a place where we can be quiet for an hour, carefully reviewing what we have done. We thank God from the bottom of our heart that we know him better. Taking this book down from our shelf, we turn to the page which contains the 12 steps. Carefully reading the first five proposals, we ask if we have omitted anything, or we are building an arch through which we shall walk a free man at last. 
Is our work solid so far? Are the stones properly in place? Have we skimped on the cement put into the foundation? Have we tried to make mortar without sand? Yeah, I love this. Um, you know, and and for a long time, I I really misunderstood this paragraph. I kept thinking that it was basically telling me to to go over my inventory and to make sure I hadn't left anything out and um, you know and then to to contemplate on that and and the more I'm I'm coming to understand this this paragraph it's you know we're experiencing um, a uh, you know some of the promises from from having shared this with uh, with another person and and God and, and admitting to ourselves as we we did this work this incredible release of of the things that were keeping us sick and blocked you know we see these these promises you know of um you know being alone at perfect peace and ease that we just read about you know feeling near to this god of our understanding our creator we begin to have a spiritual experience and and here it's just saying you know we do that let's go be quiet and with um an invitation for a little prayer and, and meditation or contemplation and, you know, going to page 59 uh, where the first of the 12 steps are. And we look at the first five proposals, those first five steps, you know, and, and for me, it's just like this, this reassurance that I'm, I'm on my way that I have done that because I just completed my, my fifth step with someone, which was a huge leap of faith. I had to get way out of my comfort zone to do that, you know, and when I did that, I felt like I could do anything, you know, and I truly had conceded to my innermost self that I was powerless. My life was unmanageable. I did believe in a power greater than myself because I could see it in you. I did make a decision to turn my life over because I was working the steps. I did the inventory. I did my step five. And, um, you know, the uh, the questions, you know, we, we meditate and we think about this. And it's asking us, uh, you know, some questions. Have I admitted anything? Is the work solid so far? Are the stones properly in place? Have we skimped on the cement, put into the foundation? Have we tried to make mortar without sand? And, and all that is just simply saying that arch of freedom that we're going to walk through. I heard someone share on a... A workshop recently, you know, about that, that the, you know, those stones are the cornerstone of, of, you know, being willing to believe in a power greater than myself. And the keystone, you know, is that I'm quit playing God that, uh, you know, he's my director, principal and father. And I'm going to go forward into the path of freedom and into the promises. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks so much. Correct. Okay, so before um, I open up the lines for sharing, I want to remind us all that although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day. So if you shared on Thursday or Friday of last week, we ask that you hang back in order that others might share their experience too. So who would like to share? Janet B. Janet B. 
Dara L. Barb W. Dara L. Who was that? Barb W. Barb Y E. Barb W. Chelsea S. E. And Chelsea S. Is that okay? Say that again. Julie K. Julie K. Okay, take one more. Or not. <laughs> okay, so here's our first lineup. It's Janet B, Dara L, Barb W, Barbara E, Chelsea S, and Julie K. And um, Janet B, why don't you get us started? Good morning, my friend. Thank you. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning, everyone. This is Janet B, recovered from compulsive eating and bulimia in New Jersey. I am just honing in on that line. We thank God from the bottom of our heart that we know him better. What a beautiful line. But it like asks kind of a few questions like, why do we know him better now? And why is it even important to know him better? And I'm looking at why is it important to know him better? Like, who cares if I know God better? Um, and I go back to page 64, where it tells me why I'm doing this work, why I do the fourth step. It says I have to have a strenuous effort to face and be rid of the things in myself which had been blocking me. Our liquor was but a symptom. So I have to look at the things that are blocking me from God, my character defects. Not my food blocking me from God, right? If I, when I was in the food, that was a symptom that I was blocked from God. And so I had to look at what's blocking me. And that was all my resentments, my fears, and all that um, was blocking me from God. And it's almost like if I was a diabetic and needed insulin, but something was blocking me, right? Um, there was a problem with my insurance and I couldn't get it. I had to get that taken care of so I could get my insulin. I had to get rid of my resentments and fears so I could get to God. Um, but God's not just insulin. They say we know him better. I don't know insulin any better. Um, God is like a, we have a relationship with him. And it's so mind-boggling awesome that God, who created the universe, wants a relationship with us. And the mechanism, if I can't get my insulin, I call my insurance company. But the mechanism to getting unblocked from God is to admitting my character defects, admitting my resentments, admitting my fears. Because if I'm going around saying, I have no resentments, or if I do, well, it's because the other person's such a creepola, um, I'm not going to get unblocked. I need to see my part. I need to have faith where I had fear. I need to be committed to doing his will. And by doing these things, I get in a relationship with this God. And the last thing I want to say about thanking God that we know him better. You know, so often we can just do these gratitude lists. I know on this app it has like 10 spaces to write gratitudes. But listing them isn't really thanking him. Thanking him is saying, thank you, God, for my health. Thank you for removing the obsession. Thank you for this fellowship. Thank you for my family. Thank you for heat in the winter and air conditioning in the summer. 
having a relationship with him because this is an amazing, wonderful God we have who, when I was in the pit, launched a search and rescue operation for me and wants me to recover so I can help him in his search and rescue missions for others. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Janet D. Okay, next up is Dara L. And Dara will be followed by Barb W. Good morning, Dara. Great. Good morning. Thanks for your service. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. Um, gosh, I love this paragraph, but I, I wanted to share for a moment before I share my experience, strength and hope on this. On the first time I did my fifth step, I did it completely wrong. You know, I, I did this fifth step with a loving witness and I, you know, shared deeply about myself and then, um, I, you know, like instead of returning home for an hour, I went and like, you know, uh, got into a immediate like sexual relationship with this person that I barely even knew. Like I didn't get it. I thought I was just supposed to confess. Um, and then, you know, I'd get everything that I wanted, which was like, you know, love and thinness and, and all that jazz. And so I, you know, I have done this so, so wrong and completely missed the point. And, um, you know, and, and since then, uh, thankfully, every fifth step I've ever done, I've followed the suggestions in the big book as outlined in the big book. And, you know, why is it important for me to return home and find a place where I can be quiet and review? And I think part of it has to do with the paragraph before when it talks about all of these promises, you know, these beautiful fifth step promises that either happen or begin to happen. And, you know, the reason that I had all of the addictions that I have is because I couldn't, inside of me was so unsettled that I needed something outside of me to make the meat, the insides feel okay. And, um, and so if that's still happening after I do my fifth step, well, then there's probably something that's still wrong that I haven't, you know, talked about that I haven't shed light on or, you know, whatever it is. And so I think it's really essential because here's where I begin to feel the power of God flowing through me and where I begin to have an intimate relationship with the creator of my own understanding. And if I don't take the time to like reflect on the work that I've done, then what I risk that there is, um, you know, I run the risk of continuing on with my steps where I don't feel the power of God. And there, for me, there's nothing worse than being abstinent and being disconnected from a power greater than myself. Like that is death to my soul. Yeah, sure, the bulimia is death to my body, but the death of the soul is like living in life and not being able to look the world in the eye, living in life and having secrets. And so I think, you know, it's beautiful that Bill W. Um, kind of gave us this opportunity to assess, and there's no judgment associated with it, but it's like, hey, what else is in there? Is there anything else blocking you from God? Um, is there anything, you know, closing off your heart? Like, and, and do you know God better? And, and so, yeah, I mean, I love, I love this. And despite having done it very, very wrong the first time around, um, and that's my timer, you know, I'm grateful that today I know that this whole thing is about me being able to have a relationship with me, with a God of my own understanding, and with people that I have the capacity to love now that I didn't have when I was in active addiction. Um, and I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, Dara L. Okay, next up is Barb W., followed by Barbara E. Good morning, Barb W. 
Thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you to everyone on the line. Barb W. and Illinois Recovered Compulsive Overeater. What stuck me today was the very last line, and we tried to make mortar without sand. And the bell towers, they sway when bells are rung. The bells are heavy, and the walls actually move by inches, sway. And there's, when there's not enough sand used, they crumble. They're too brittle. They're, and the sand allows the motion through. And they can just vibrate out. The structure stays solid with the addition of sand. Sand, like space. That just struck me today. And I look at the steps, the letting go, the turning over, giving it all to God to take (laughs) care for, trusting that and the willingness, yielding, just like the walls with enough sand added. The reverberations through me, life passing through me, instead of me sticking, it's life sticking and me grabbing onto it with my death grip. Eh, death. Um, and so there's a tolerance there in the walls, and there's a tolerance there in us, it says, um, tolerance, patience, and goodwill. And to me, that those things are held lightly and like offerings and, and just as yielding yielding to my higher power and yielding these things that we've just I've just inventoried letting them go and then the space in there trusting my higher power for the filling um that just struck me today because I've just gone over that and, and in the past and just thought okay that's like a Home Depot checklist but there's a there's a quality to sand and mortar that's really necessary to something standing firm and it seems so so ironic so counterintuitive like so much and i thank you and i pass thank you thanks so much barb w okay next up is barbara e and barbara e will be followed by chelsea good morning barbara Good morning. Thank you so much, everyone. I'm so happy to be with you today. I'm just going to diverge for a bit because I was in the hospital just last week. And as I was being prepared for surgery, the nurse said, did you take, your, did you take something to get yourself so calm? Uh, some medicine, perhaps? And I said, no, I simply prayed. And I knew that there were angels praying with me. And that's what made me feel calm. And that's the truth of it. But getting back to what we've read in the beautiful shares before me, my sponsor also asked me to return home, find a private space, and take that hour to reflect and think of something that I might not have mentioned out of fear she'd be repulsed or she cast me out as being unworthy of receiving the promises that would be offered if I did all the work I was asked to do. So she asked me several questions. She turned these promises into questions. Have I held anything back? Could I look, could I now feel that I look, could look a person in the eye? Was I at peace and ease and was, were my fears erased? Are the stones properly in place? Have I skipped on the cement? You can't skip on the cement. My husband is in that field. You can't cheat. You can't go on the cheap. You have to do it 
best you can. So if I've successfully completed my fifth step with her, and then I was ready to walk down that broad highway, and I look back on page 64, it says, if I looked at all my resentments and fears, and I needed to have faith in God to thank him for all he'd done for me and to feel the power of God flow into me. I like to say I'm not just a bozo on the bus. I'm a soul on the bus, just like you and me. We are souls on the bus of recovery. Thank you. I pass, and thank you for your prayers. Hey, thank you, Barbara E. and Speedy Recovery. Um, next up is Chelsea S. and Chelsea will be followed by Julie K. Good morning, Chelsea. I am Chelsea, compulsive overeater. Um, I'm in a bad service zone, so I hope I'm okay. But anyway, um, I just wanted to check in. I love that reading. Um, I also really did it wrong the first time and did not take a moment to be quiet um, at all. I just, I had a list of my character defects and I didn't really know, I didn't know what to do with them. Um, I had just shared with my sponsor, but I didn't, I didn't have a real relationship with my higher power. Um, but, you know, when I did it more recently, after doing a big book study, we were in this beautiful setting out on the Hudson River and, and I really wanted to do it right because I was so unbelievably desperate to know my creator um, and, and get this program and get recovery. I just, I've been in the program for, I don't know, three years, but just relapsing. And, um, and I just, I remember just taking the time and walking and, and it wasn't, you know, this like white light experience, but, but at least I had more peace than I had the first time. Um, you know, this is, for me, this has been slow progress. And even last night, I knew that I needed to do an inventory, um, but I wasn't sure. I, I couldn't re- I couldn't find what I need you know, to connect to God better. Um, so I just, you know, I thought, okay, I'll just call somebody. And I just called and left a message. And what came up was perfectionism. And just the moment that it, that it came to mind and that I realized what was blocking me, it was this like unbelievable immediate relief. Just from calling a fellow, leaving a message on their answering machine, like I was able to make that connection and then it was like perfectionism. That is what has been blocking me this whole weekend, you know, making making this vacation perfect, making everybody have a good time, you know, making sure I have a good time. It's just that blocks me all the time. And the second that that I understood that, it was like God relieved it immediately and I could look the world in the eye in a different way. Like I saw my boyfriend in a different way, you know. I just, it's just amazing how how this program can work in the smallest ways. Um, like, but the smallest ways that then affect my whole life and the whole way that I see the world. So um, it's just a miracle. Really wanted to really wanted to connect. I'm glad I got on the meeting. Thanks. I'll pass. Thank you so much, Chelsea. Okay, next up is Julie Kay, and then we'll open up the lines again for more sharing. Good morning, Julie. 
Good morning, everyone. Julie Kay, <clears throat> gratefully recovering in this program. Um, you know, I think when I reflect on my previous fifth steps, of which there have been two, they got progressively better. <laughs> um, but I didn't take the time um, after I turned over my fifth step to either of the sponsors that I was working with each of the times that I did them. And this morning when I read this reading and I sat on the porch and I thought about it a little bit, um, what I realized was that it's taken me so long to believe that I'm actually worthy of God's love um, and God's care. And that feeling of not being worthy presented itself in a, I don't really need to do this because I just, you know, I don't need an hour with God. Like, I'm with God all the time, right? But that's not what it's about. Um, and and for me, I can see in, you know, my relationship with my higher power is just a reflection of the relationships that I have all over the place of, you know, not feeling worthy and relationships not being reciprocal. And I keep coming back to this word reciprocal, Um over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, you can't, how can I expect God to hold me in his hands if I'm not taking the time to build that relationship, to have that gratitude for the abundance of what I've been given, the gifts in this program and the gifts in my life in general. And, you know, the the fifth step to me is, you know, when I think about taking this fifth step again, doing it with the care and love that it really deserves because my relationship with my higher power has worth to me today and I have worth today and I want that experience with him. Um, I want to feel held and loved um, and so I very much look forward to it and it's, it's not a scary thing for me anymore. It's not a nebulous thing for me anymore. It has much more definition and much more meaning. Um, and so I just wanted to share that with you all today. So thank you. I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks so much for your share. Okay, so if you're just getting on now, we're on page 75. Third paragraph, returning home we find. We read one paragraph only. And um, if you shared last week on Thursday or Friday, we ask that you hold back. Who else would like to share? Julie D. from Boston. Greg K. I'm sorry, there was an, a gentleman I missed. Greg K. Greg A. Who else? Yes. Crystal P. Crystal P. Okay. Okay, so I thought. Say that again. Julian W. Julian W. Okay. So I've got Julie R., Katie, Katie G., Greg K., Pete B., Crystal P., and Julian W. Okay, Julie R., go right ahead. Hi. Good morning, Melissa. This is Julie R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. And, um, you know, this is such a key paragraph that I never paid attention to for years. Um, I've been in a way since 1981. And 
when it talked about returning home and find a place where we can be quiet for an hour. You know, it doesn't say 10 minutes. It doesn't say while I'm doing the dishes. It's for an hour for me to go somewhere that I can um, have free of distractions. And looking at the um, first five proposals, right, the first five steps, not as somebody else said earlier, I'm not going to be going through my four steps. I am going to seek God because I know him better. So I've already been getting that power back, right? You know, because lack of power was my problem, not food. So I get to go spend an hour going over the first five proposals, seeking my creator to see if I've omitted anything because this step is so key. You know, it talks about, you know, is your work solid? Are the stones properly in place? Have we skimped on the cement put into the foundation? Because if I don't do this step with everything that I have at that time, then it's like those cornerstones, it's not going to work. My house is going to come crumbling down. Sure, I'm going to pick up some of the stuff that, you know, through 10 steps later, but it's so imperative for me to make sure that I have completed this step so that I don't fall short. And I, the key word here is that we know him better. I thank God for that relationship that is continuing and will continue to grow through each day that I walk this path. Um, and, you know, I lit candles, I took a bath, I had sacred music on, and that hour went by in a blink. And it was um, very profound for me the last two or three times that I've done this, way more than the, you know, 10 or 15 inventories that I had done over the years, because I do know God better. And it was from the bottom of my heart. So um, for those who haven't done this yet, you know, really, you know, the big book has got it you know, explicit directions for us. We don't have to guess. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you, Julie. Thanks so much for your share. Next up is Katie G, followed by Craig, Greg K. Sorry, not Craig, Greg K. And good morning, Katie. Am I being heard? Oops, I was double muted. <laughs> Can you hear me, Melissa? Melissa? I do hear you. I had muted as soon as I heard your voice. I hear you. Go right ahead, Katie. Okay, so this is Katie G, and I hate to ask, but am I being heard? Oh, Melissa, okay. I'm I'm going to go for it. I'm going to assume I'm being heard, and y'all start yelling at me if I'm not. This is Katie G, Recovered in Boston. You know, when I first came into a 12-step recovery room, um, you know, like I heard a lot about getting closer with God. So, okay, so I'll go to church, I'll get closer to God. But that's really not what it's talking about here. I love this line, and I agree. We thank God from the bottom of our heart that we know him better, which means that true intimacy comes through the steps. And it starts with putting down the food. If I don't have the food and my behavior is down, and I don't have the luxury of looking at what's really blocking me from this relationship with God. And I love this line, taking the book down from ourself. I can be really um, superstitious, as Agnostics calls me, and I put my book on the shelf every time, and I take it down. 
And I think that the biggest thing, you know, um, every time I do a fifth step that points me is it points me back to God. Like every time, Katie, if you improve your relationship with God, you wouldn't be nagging your husband. Katie, if you improve your relationship with God, you wouldn't be dissatisfied. If you improve your relationship with God, and this isn't about going external and it's great to go external in fact book tells me later go to church go to temple go to a monastery expand your spiritual life but here it's really saying as my as the previous speakers have said this is looking at my step work because the point of steps and the reason i'm never done i always get frightened please don't say you're done with the steps unless you're not a real compulsive overeater in that case you can be done i'm never done with the steps because I've heard the metaphor, I'm like a toilet, sorry for the metaphor, but you flush my character defects down, they rise up again, right? They rise up again. And so I need to keep asking myself, you know, is my, is my work solid so far? Like if I build a house and there's a big circle of lying, then that house is going to crash down. If I have anything omitted, and I'm talking about anything, and for me, that was exercise bulimia five and a half years ago, right? That was my behaviors that were that I was picking up because I refused to trust and rely on God because I was too scared. And thanks be to God, the intimacy that comes, and intimacy really means into me, I see, when I get right with myself, with God, and with all of you, because I have ceased fighting anything or anyone, and I love that I can be alone in a perfect peace and ease. I remember being tortured in active addiction by time. What am I going to do with my time? And thanks be to God, a day at a time, if I continue to trudge with all of you, I can just throw myself back into God, and with that, I pass. Hey, thank you so much, Katie J. Okay, next up is Greg K, followed by Pete B. Good morning, Greg. Hi, Greg. Hi, Greg K from Maine. Can I be heard? You sure can. Go right ahead. Thank you so much. Thank you for your uh, your your service, moderator. I appreciate it. <clears throat> Great stuff here this morning. Very, very powerful. Uh, although I'm just sitting here racking up tenth step after tenth step, listening to people. And it's totally my issue, and I will um, I will certainly address it after the meeting. So I do not disagree with anything that has been said this morning. Very powerful, very true stuff. Um, I just know there's probably a few people out there like me. I ain't that smart. Uh, in some areas of my life, I'm, I'm kind of smart. In other areas, uh, just not not that bright. And um, I hear stuff, you know, I've been around these rooms for the better part of 10 years. I was 550 pounds, I'm now 380 pounds. And so, you know, it took me years and years and years to understand this stuff. Uh, the fourth and fifth step used to terrify the shit out of me because I'm, I'm worthless, I'm useless, I'm never going to do anything right. So, uh, you know, and, and I hear everybody saying, if I don't do this right, then everything's going to come tumbling down. So, you know... Um, and people talk about right and wrong, and I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Uh, I've done multiple fourth and fifth steps with multiple people, and I don't know if I want to say they're right and wrong, but they have been different. And as I've gone along, they have evolved. 
and certainly things have gotten better. And again, I don't disagree with anybody who says, you know, it's got to have a strong foundation, and if you don't, um, you know, the whole thing's going to come tumbling down. But to somebody like me, I'm going to hear that and think, well, I'm probably not going to do this right, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to put it off. You know, thankfully, I've had some great sponsors, and eventually, you know, I've been here 10 years. I have lost almost a couple of hundred pounds, but I'm now, only now, have four months of entire abstinence. So, you know, there's been a lot of my own bullshit that I had, I had to get through, and I had to learn what stuff actually meant, because this is a wonderful, powerful meeting. But I, I don't understand what half you guys are talking about half the time. Like I said, I ain't that bright. So simple concept you're talking about, I don't, I don't necessarily get it, but I keep coming back enough until I'll hear somebody who actually dumbs it down enough for me where, oh, okay, that, that actually makes sense. Uh, I'm just rambling now, so I'm, I'm just going to get off here. But uh, very grateful stuff. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm grateful for everybody. Thank you so much for sharing. And uh, love this meeting. This meeting, uh, along with OA, saved my life. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much, Greg K. Next up is Pete B., followed by Crystal P. Good morning, Pete. Good morning, Melissa. Thanks for taking the meeting. Appreciate your service. My name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater recovered today by God's grace and mercy. And uh, thanks. Uh, really good stuff this morning. You know, um, I think what I appreciate most about a vision for you um, is the fact that we take so much time and really, really dig in paragraph for paragraph what the book says. What gets interesting is that after that happens, we then we then input what our experience was doing the things that we just read. And sometimes those things are consistent with what we read and sometimes they're not. And what I have to remember is that I really need to pay attention to what the book says and not what somebody else tells me what the book says or tells me what their experience was and that's what it has to be. Right, so what this says is that we return home, we find a place where we can be quiet for an hour and we review what we've done, right? So I essentially, at this point in time, I have, I have a defined relationship ideal from my fourth step, and I have information and ideas about what my defects of character are, right? And then I'm going back and I'm reviewing all of the steps that took place. My first step, my second step, my third step, have I effectively turned my life and will over to the care of God? Right? Am I trusting and relying on God? Am I trying to be a demonstration of my God's love, my God's will, my God's way of life? And then what we are right now with the creator is with, uh, we're starting to have a relationship, which isn't my idea of relationship. My idea of relationship is I meet somebody, we're, we're getting along, let's go, now it's the end of the world, right? Like now, now oh my God, we, we, it, it's kismet, oh, it's sensation. It's the beginning of a relationship that's going to, as long as I continue to endeavor in these steps, is going to continue to develop and grow and become and, be, and, 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 and impact every aspect of my life. Right. There's no there's no, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately for me, I, I rely so heavily on my feelings 
You have to rock my world in order to get my attention. And the God of my understanding doesn't work like that. The God of my understanding is subtle, right? They've been around since the beginning of time, right? So these changes, they happen slow and subtly. I don't have to worry about what I feel. What I have to worry about at this point in time is get the hour done, right? And then start assessing these defects of character and making the determination. And the next step is, am I willing to have them removed? Am I willing to have them become in the proper alignment to what that God would have them be? But I don't want to get above and beyond and save some of that stuff for my next year. But, you know, like I said, it's super, super important. I don't have to go and check and make sure that I, I spoke to the right guru, assess what the guru said when I did the fifth step, right? Like, you know, did I have the right assignments? Were they wrong assignments? What, you know, just what the book says. The book has very, very simple instructions. As long as I follow them as they're clearly written, I'll be okay. You don't get extra credit for doing more, right? The doctor says, the doctor opinion says, the only thing we can expect to get is relief from the phenomenon of craving and then a spiritual experience as a result of working these steps. And with that, I'll pass. I heard the timer. Thanks, Pete. Thanks so much for, for hearing the timer. Okay, um, next up is Crystal P. and then Julian uh, W. Good morning, Crystal. Morning, Melissa. Hi, this is uh, Crystal P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Toronto, Canada. Um, it's really good to read this. I remember when I did my first step four and step five, um, it was really, really thorough, like really, really thorough and fearless, both the step four and step five. And I, you know, uh, after we finished my step five, we read, you know, th- this paragraph and it was clear instructions of what to do, but I just could not imagine what could possibly come up now that I haven't, that hasn't already come up in, in like a really, really thorough writing of my step four and going through step five with my sponsor, you know, I just like what little niggly thing could possibly come up, you know, and, but I'm so grateful, you know, um, that at this point and and way before this, actually, I had decided that my thoughts and my ideas of how I should recover are not relevant. I just followed the instructions because my instinct would have been to either, I don't really need to do that. I don't need to spend an hour. You know, I've, I've been really, really thorough. This is for people who weren't very thorough and need to, you know, uh, spend an hour or to go way beyond what is asked of me and okay I'm not just going to do one hour I'm going to two two hours while I'm listening to a podcast and writing my reflections on step five you know but what I'm so grateful for today is just I just follow the instructions I came home I sat in my big sofa quietly there was no you know nothing in the background just me um sitting with God and and going through you know I, I read the steps the first five steps I asked God to show me you know where where have I missed anything? You know, I, I generally can't see things. I can't see two feet in front of my face most of the time. Um, so God, please show me. And what was amazing, what came out was I had missed a humongous fear of mine. It was not that, oh, I just forgot. It was one of those ones that's so big. It's so pervasive. It's like the hum at the back of my whole life that I didn't, I, it's one of those things that I didn't even, I don't even think about it in my conscious mind. And it was the fear that, program will take me away from my religious faith, that God will put me in a position where I have to choose between my religious faith and program, where my priest and my sponsor will say something different, and I will be between a rock and a hard place, choosing, you know, between just life and death on both ends, you know, and 
I was terrified of that. And everyone, you know, I spoke to on a regular basis, they could see it because it was always coming up in my step 10. It's just me who hadn't recognized it. And I'm so, so grateful that I took that hour and I just followed the instructions because God came in and opened the door for me to, for that fear to slowly be removed over time. It didn't just all get removed immediately, but that that was the first step of need like I called my sponsor immediately I said, Okay, I've missed a big fear and we worked through that fear and that was the first step in having that fear slowly be removed over time. And I'm so grateful that today I don't overthink things I mean, I still overthink things, but I overthink things much less than before. But most importantly, I just follow the instructions that are given to me, not more, not less. And when I do that, God comes in and saves me. Thanks for letting me pass uh share I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Crystal P. Okay, next up is Julian Fabio. Good morning, Julian. Hi, this is Julian W. from Pennsylvania. Um, thank you for this meeting. And um, just a little nervous. But I'd like to, um, um, everybody was talking about returning home for an hour. There's something that I like to talk um, just to reflect and find that quiet place, just to listen and to release it all. And in that, my perfectionism it does play a large role of thinking that I need to do this or trying to do this perfectly, of not leaving anything out or just driving myself crazy or overwhelming myself to dot all my dots and make sure I got everything instead of accepting that I'm a work in progress, that things will keep coming up and that I have to work through or my behaviors or my traits or my old old belief system or my old messages that people told me who I was. But um, sometimes not stopping long enough to go home and find that peaceful place to look at and forgetting everything that I have brought into my life and all the changes that I have made by doing the work and forgetting sometimes I am. I am a soul on the, uh, the bus of life and that I'm not alone. And the unwillingness to do it to do the the daily work of reflecting for an hour and just looking back at my day of of what went on and do I need to make an amends just to take that time for myself of not saying, well, I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to do that. But just making that commitment, working on commitments and and changing them old messages. And just want to thank you, everybody, for all the shares and helping me to understand me and looking at my behaviors of other people have the same, helping me to get to where I am now and learning to let go of things that don't nourish my soul. And the most important thing is to keep it simple that and then with that I pass and thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much, Julian W. 
Okay, we have time for one more share, page 75, third section. Who would like to? Susan H. Susan H. Susan H. Go right ahead, Susan. Is that Susan H? Good morning. This is Susan H., recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. <clears throat> I'm grateful. Susan S.H., actually, I kind of changed it. <laughs> my fifth step, I recall, my original fifth step was nearly five years ago, and following directions, continuing to learn trust, and I see that this is a road I'll never be done trudging. And I got a glimpse in that hour of serenity. It was my first real glimpse of what serenity meant a beautiful thing, and that's what I brought back to my sponsor. My step probably was not perfect, because I am not perfect. I was not perfect then, but a higher power continues to instruct me and lead me to better things, and I trust that with all my heart. I continue to work all the steps to follow the instructions and trudge the path the happy destiny I'm, I'm so grateful to be on. I catch glimpses, and I have spiritual awakenings and a relationship with power that I never imagined. Every time I hear a 10th step that is me, I trust that uh, I, my higher power loves me exactly where I am and has lessons for me in this road that are just for me. Um, yeah, I, I'm just overwhelmed with how willing my higher power is to look at me and love me exactly where I am. I will continue to work the steps, God willing, as long as I live. <laughs> and I'm just very grateful to be here today. I will pass. Okay, well, thank you so much. Thank you, Susan S.H., and um, thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, August 2nd, 2021, was 17466. That's 17466. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Leslie W., please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be subjective only. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, Melissa. This is Leslie W. Recovered in Tennessee. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own health is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God and admit your faults to him and to your fellows. 
Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.